Hey, good morning and welcome to Breakthrough Walls. I'm Ken Walls and I'm your host. Today I have an NFL guy on. This dude is like a brother to me, Jackson Crisp. And I'm telling you, the way that Jackson and I met is he was kind of mouthing off a little bit to me and I had to whoop. No, I'm kidding. No, that's not how we met. <laughs> and then I woke up in a coma. Anyway, hey, you guys, listen, you're going to love this dude. He's freaking amazing. His energy is off the charts, and you're just going to love this guy. So share this out right now. If you would, please share this out and stay with us. We'll be right back with Mr. Jackson Crisp. All right, we are here. We are back. Let me bring Jackson on. Jackson, welcome to Breakthrough Walls. Hey, brother. Thank you. Thank you. You know, it's amazing seeing you always. Dude, I can't even. It's been like 17 years we've been trying to put this together. <laughs> hey, man, that's that's uh, never because of me uh, <laughs> saying, hey, can I? Yeah. Always I, I mean, dude, up. you're in Vegas. It's super early. It's what eight o'clock out there. Yeah, yep. It's um just past eight. That's that uh, is that is that's early, man. So so Jackson, um, you and I, how did okay? We met on Clubhouse. Yes, in uh, Glenn's room. In in mine and Glenn's room. And yes, that's right at the yeah, time. Yeah. And I don't think I've been on Clubhouse <laughs> since <laughs> I'm just messing. It was too addictive, is what it was. Oh know? man. Yeah. Dude, I know. I was telling somebody yesterday, I'm like, I don't do Clubhouse anymore because um I, there's people people like to pontificate. They like to get on there and just uh, anyway. It's we won't like even a, go there. We won't. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Um, Jackson, and then you're in Craig Doeswalt's mastermind, right? Yeah. No, I've known yeah. Craig for, yeah, several years. He was one of the first guys I actually uh, met uh, when I sort of broke out in terms of doing speaking full time and some of the business coaching stuff full time. So, Craig, yeah, he's a mutual friend, a great, great dude. <laughs> love that dude, man. We're yeah. business partners now, Craig and I. So, yeah, we got a lot going on, man. But, but let's 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 talk about you. So, so this show is about having a breakthrough in life, and you know, because people get stuck, they don't know how to get unstuck, and I think that by hearing other people's stories. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. I'm trying to share this. Share it. Go for it. No, go for it. Go right, for right it. me and tech. All right. Go, we have a technical difficulty. <laughs> it's, right. it's all good. So, so um, you know, this is about your life story. So I'd love to start with um, first, let's talk about how how tall you are, man. Like you're like you're 
you look real little on screen here right now, but <laughs> in real life, you're like seven foot tall or something. How tall are you? Well, let's see. I'm six foot eight, and uh, we'll just say around four twenty uh, ish. Jeez! <laughs> wow! 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 We're trying to get that weight closer to. Uh, yeah, three twenty ish. I'm I'm gonna get I'm gonna get I'm gonna get you to go vegan, man. You'll you you'll you'll be. You've yeah. already you've already affected me there. You know I'm I'm looking more into it, getting more yeah. and more serious. I know but that's so, a big move. It, it's a huge move, dude. It's but it's dude. I'm down twenty five pounds. So, yeah. but you know, so so let's start with where. Um, where you were born and raised man where do y'all begin for you jackson yeah so it's sort of a it's sort of a, a cool story and a weird story i people always look at me in my life uh, because i have done a lot in my adult life in terms of living different places and doing different things so they say oh he's got to be from new york or hawaii right i get the hawaii thing a lot or, or <laughs> some, exotic, some exotic island but it's actually i grew up in uh, cheyenne wyoming believe it or not Cheyenne, uh, Wyoming. Cheyenne, Wyoming. Yep, and we what? Still, still there. Yeah, no, Dude, not I, Cheyenne, I, but Wyoming. I spent a month in Cheyenne one night. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say when I was eighteen, I was I was out of there. I appreciate yeah. it for what it, it was. You know, you got some good values, and you didn't get exposed to a lot of the crazy out there. But yeah, it's not not a lot happening there. It's a very sheltered. It was a very sheltered uh, situation in terms of some aspects of life. Yeah. Let me let me say this, dude. So we went. We drove from Ohio to Utah for Doug Wing's book signing event out there in 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 um, in Utah, and so we went through Wyoming. <laughs> and this is after I became vegan a few months ago. And one thing I noticed about Wyoming is about every five miles or so on the interstate, you see a sign that says beef. It's what's for dinner. <laughs> and I was like, what the hell? There's no vegan options in Wyoming. See, that's what we're break. That's what I'm having to break through right there for this thing. Ken. <laughs> it started back in my youth. Right. It's Wyoming's fault. So, so, so dude, so you, um, so you, is that where you grew up your whole, whole childhood? Yeah. So that's where I, yeah, went to school all the way through 18. And then uh, I got the opportunity to, for college, um, uh, the Colorado school of mines just up the road, or I guess down the road to Denver and golden. Wow. My wife says nothing wrong with sheltered when it, you'll love my wife, dude. Y'all are going to meet soon. I, you'll I already know her. it. Yeah. I, could already know her. I mean, she tolerates my stuff. So <laughs> trust me. If, if she could tolerate. Like, wow, that yeah. is the most tolerant woman on the planet. Well, good morning, Tom Ginn. So, so, um, so you, you, okay. So you're a big dude. Yep. Right. Um, yeah. I'm sure Not that a figure skater. Do what? I wasn't a figure skater. No. <laughs> that would have been my first guess. Like he, he's or a high diver. A I get that skater. a lot. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So so you you when you were a kid, were you were you tall and a bigger guy as a kid too? Yeah. So as a kid, yeah, I I um 
I've always been a guy that I've always been above the curve in terms of size in the 90 some percentile, right? Yeah. So I think I was this tall in the ninth grade, this tall and about 250-ish and a little awkward. My body was still catching up with the uh, terms of you, you were know. six eight in the ninth grade yeah <laughs> shut up are you yeah. serious yeah so i'll bet you didn't get picked on <laughs> no and that's the other thing is i was always sort of a, a class like a lot of humor and yeah. uh massively you know everyone has adhd nowadays but back then it was not known yeah and uh it was actually problematic in terms of how the teachers you know, we all have our stories. I wasn't supposed to go to college. I wasn't college material, according my, they, they told my mom that and all that. But um, yeah, no, I was um, always a tall, big guy, and I always pr protected the little guy. And so some, you know, some people sort of, and and, and I, that actually came because I was bullied. Believe it or not, even being a big kid, it was there was um, I was bullied probably through the seventh or eighth grade. The guy's name was Mark. I still remember it. And anyway, Mark uh, one day knocked the books out of my hand on the wrong day, and uh, I was uh, <laughs> suspended. And uh, that never happened again with Mark. <laughs> and, and and Mark had to change his name to Smudge. <laughs> yeah. like. it, it, that's where I sort of stepped into my power, and and I've always just sort of um, watched out for the weak or the weird people, you know, because they're the. I always tell them that if you're weird, you're the ones that turn out to be the most phenomenal because you're true to yourself and embrace it. And th this, Dude. this weird phrase when I talk to kids will pass and it's wow. going to be gold. So yeah, it's sort of my message. And I've always just sort of, uh, yeah, I appreciate different. I appreciate different types of people. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, never was really clickish. Always had, you know, I played a lot of sports. So those were some of my closest friends, but I hung with a lot of different groups and all that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so Mark, I, I heard this comedian one time, just a side note, this comedian, his name was Mark. And yeah. he said, my name is Mark. And he goes, what is a Mark? A smudge <laughs> on a piece of paper, the sound of a hair lip dog. <laughs> Mark, 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 Mark. I'm like, dude, that's so funny. So, so, so Mark um, bullied you and you handled it. Yeah. Eventually. When I, um, yeah, you just don't realize and that's, that's a lesson I teach too. You don't realize your own power and that's happened to me throughout my life. Right. So I played D2 foot. We'll get into some of that maybe yeah, later. Yeah, yeah. I, I did play that and, and then I got the shot and I was like, how did I ever play at the level I was playing it? Cause it was just uh, when you hit those next levels and you look back at where you were and what you could have done then. Right. Yeah those that's that's with a lot of things in life business and sports yep yeah yeah so. so so um your your parents everybody you had a good family and upbringing growing up and yeah you know i always say who has a <laughs> who has a good who has the perfect family i know that there's a lot of shows and all that to try to paint the pictures of perfect families with you know the two point whatever the two parents and the 2.2 kids and the dog yeah, and blah, yeah, blah, yeah. blah. But, um, my story is a little different. Um, I'm biracial. And so you can imagine back in that day, the challenges just with my mom being in a relationship like that. And some of the things with that, um, <clears throat> one thing just from me being born and sort of the, who the kid I was that you, you changed a lot of 
there were a lot of um, maybe negative <laughs> uh, negative stuff around race. I don't want to say racism, but just unknown stuff that just being exposed changed a lot of attitudes, right? So yeah. my mom and dad were never married. And um, my dad, I would see once or twice a year. Um, didn't really like the guy as a kid. He's pretty, pretty, pretty rough guy. Um, but then uh, 18, we had a 18, you know, I had a shift where I saw him as an adult, not a dad. He was sort of an absent dad. Yeah. And I learned more about why he is who he was as a big black man growing up in the South and the challenges he faced that I didn't necessarily know as a kid, right? Yeah. And uh, he said he, he was truly apologetic from his heart in terms of some of the stuff that, uh, how he was as a dad. And he said he doesn't know better. And we had a coming to a coming to Jesus or whatever moment at that time and a good cry. Yeah. And I would say from my 17th and 18th uh, birthday, we became best friends. And truly wow. my dad, yeah. And, and uh, he unfortunately passed away a couple of years ago, but at least we... Uh. Uh, you know, became very close and all that. And yeah, definitely Dude, I, one of my legends. Yeah. I I remember that. I remember, like you talked yeah. about that on Clubhouse. I, it was I that, remember. it was a week after that. Yeah. yeah. And I was, the, I was yeah. in a really weird, and I remember Glenn walked me, you know, you guys yeah. both walked me through that a little, you know, I wasn't really talking at that point, but I got some stuff out and it was just yeah. really good really good to talk at that time yeah yeah it was awesome dude yeah. I, I so so your dad um was he a big dude too yeah yeah he was a big tough he was a he was a badass was he <laughs> a badass with a big heart and so i always say that he loved everybody didn't matter sort of like whatever you were and all that if you were a good person he just he was good to you he had a big heart a big laugh That's uh, awesome. he, his jokes were always very real bit yeah. funny yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah. i'm saying yeah. uh yeah i think he was six four and he'll say he was always 265 but i think he hit the three bills a few times <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah so you were bigger than your dad even oh yeah yeah <laughs> wow dude that's crazy so yeah. so uh, you you get through um you get through high school you you graduate and mm -hmm. you end up going to college in colorado right yep um, and what college was it again? So that story is, that story is a little, I'll, I'll come into this a little bit. So I told you about how I wasn't supposed to go to college and right. then my high school year, I started zeroing in on how to, how I learned the best because they didn't right. have, right. they didn't have, um, you know, like again, ADHD wasn't diagnosed. So you just were sort of on your own. And a lot of the comprehension tests were even for math and science were very reading intensive and so you were on this times these time tests with reading comprehensive uh, standardized tests and uh, reading was a was was very hard for me I could do it but it was just very folk it's very um a, a lot of people might understand but it just takes a lot of time to get through it yeah and so um, I didn't do very well on the standardized test, but I had a good GPA in high school. I, I, I started turning that around because I started learning how to um, teach myself to learn, basically. And so my coach at the Colorado School of Mines was a school I went to in Golden. And I like to brag about them because, uh, you know, we compete with Harvard in engineering. So it's an elite engineering school. We beat Harvard in 2014, I think, in terms of wow. the top engineering school. So it gives you sort of a feel for the school and the, and the academics there. 
the coach really wanted me to come there and I really wanted to go there. Football was not uh, something I was just wanting to use football to get my education. But wait, did you play, did you play sports in high school? Yes. I was a three sport guy. Yep. Basketball, track and football. Really? Yeah. Wow. And that's where I track. The forty-yard dash, <laughs> yeah, the high jump <laughs> and, and the pole vault. <laughs> oh no, I was the shot putter, discus thrower, man. <laughs> oh my god, that is so funny, man. So uh, the coach got so the coach got talked with the uh, with the academic folks there and. They did not want to let me come. They didn't want to break the standard for mines to let this this potential football player in um, wow. that didn't do good on the standardized test. But the coach had a lot of pull, and Marv K, um, one of my true mentors in life, um, got me the opportunity to go there under academic probation for the first year. And so I was being watched very closely. I, I got a full athletic scholarship that was on academic probation coming into the school. What? what I always like to say is, so I went through that first year and got, uh, I think I got a 3.8 GPA. Right? Wow. And so I, I came off of probation, not only came off of that, but I earned a full academic scholarship and gave my athletic scholarship to another player. So that's sort of how that whole thing converted into uh, wow, a from high school to mines. So this, 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 this college had a they had a football team obviously <laughs> yep so, so okay it, the football team the football team back then and this is incredible we were not known as a we were not the football powerhouse right right but we did good in as the armac so the low sort of the uh and and uh what was I can't remember the acronym right now. That's horrible. But we're basically NCAA too. Okay. Yeah. And um, uh, we did not have a, we were not known for football. We were known for academics. Right. And people use football to get their academics. But believe it or not, in the last several years, and the coach actually moved here, uh, Mines is ranked in the top two to three. I think they ranked three, third in the nation this last year. They took a, an all NCAA nationwide. Wow. So they are they have a powerhouse football team now on top of the education. So uh they've done a they've done a heck of a job with that. And I'm still involved with them as the alumni. I actually went there when they were this this last year, I think they um made it to the semifinals uh nationwide. So pretty incredible. That's awesome, yeah. dude. Yeah. So so you you um were probably one of the top wide receivers they've ever had. Well, safety, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, safety and water boy. So I would sort of, <laughs> you know, make sure everyone stayed hydrated, and every once in a while we get it on the special teams and the, maybe a spot on the safety thing. You're right. This is right here. Some high quality H two O. So, so you, so what? What position did you play? I was uh, the blind. If you remember the movie The Blind Side, so I yes. was the offensive left tackle. Oh God! So the guy protecting the quarterback's blind side. Wow. Yeah. Oftentimes, I always like to say the number two guy, you know, in terms of on the offense because you are protecting the the quarterback or the because uh, that's where they want to get him is the blind side, yeah. <laughs> right? Wow. That's okay. So that's cool, man. I I wouldn't mind having you protecting my blind side at all times. So. Well, see, 
Well, you already right. got that. You know, I always got your back, man. I know, I know. <laughs> what Craig Deswalt's on? What? Hey, what? what's up, brother? The, the rock star himself. <laughs> uh, I love Craig. So, so, so. All right. So you, um, so you, you go through college. Your first year, you get a three point eight. They, they put you on academic probation the day you start. Like you're guilty before, <laughs> yeah. like. Oh, what? Yeah. That's crazy, yeah. man. Well, anyway. Remember, they, the academics didn't want me. You know, they they were very. They didn't want to start a precedent with that. Wow. And so I had a lot of, you know, people talk. And in, in college, I was a two sport athlete, and so I did better during this. People think that I can't do this because of time, and I'm like, I actually did better yeah. when I was in sports than I when I wasn't because you had to structure your time. Yeah. And we'd be studying on bus trips. So other people are going on, you know, we'd be getting prepared for tests. There were no breaks. And so I always tell people, you know, some of the bigger schools and all that, they have tutors and favors and, <laughs> and, and yeah. strength coaches and nutritionists. Yeah. Yeah. There was, you know, that there was none of that. No, it was, no. Uh, yeah, just uh, everything wow. was the same for us. So did you graduate college? Yeah, so I did graduate college. I was um, one humanity short when I got my shot for the Jets in the NFL. Um, and they let me do a remote study program. We're not a humanity school, right? So it wasn't like a core physics or math or yeah. or, any, or any engineering related to subject. So they actually let me do a remote course on that and do a, a big paper I don't remember what the paper was on, and I ended up getting my diploma via uh, remote. Yeah, because you were with the Jets. Yeah, so you know the Jets, the the NFL team. <laughs> so I'll get into how all that started a little bit. Um, so one of the I always talk about the little misses, and you talk about breakthroughs. We all yeah. have things that, and I've had several of them life-changing things that just didn't go the way that uh, you were thinking that they were going to go. Right. Um, I could talk, I was going to talk a little bit on a few of them, but one of them was this uh, NFL um, shot. I, um, like I said, it wasn't on my radar. Um, I was, uh, I think it was my junior year or going into my junior year. And I had been in the, 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 the all-star or the made it to the division two all-star team a couple, one or two years. And so I caught the attention of scouts with my size, right? But School of Mines at the time, again, their football program wasn't really um, known for football. And so I was invited to start training with CSU or CU and Doc Crease and some of those guys over there, Cordell Stewart, Westbrook. Some of, some of these guys are really old, you, you know, unless you were back in the 90s, you're not going to know their yeah. name. But um, and I just, I, just I, I was there. I was there. <laughs> And so I would go train with them. And I, I also was working with some Broncos. It was Gary Zimmerman was a, was a all pro tackle. And that's when Elway was there and all that. And so they were sort of taking me under their wing to, and I was starting to get a lot of press. And um, anyway, I went into the regional combine there and I just blew it away. I, at three fifteen, I think I ran a four, eight, nine 40. I did wow. a two twenty five press for 42 times. A lot of people aren't going to know what those numbers are, but very, very high numbers that, put me instantly on the draft boards. And so wow. I go from sort of obscurity to all of a sudden 
a lot of write-ups in the paper, um, anticipation for the draft, th- anticipated third, fourth round pick, and all this stuff started getting real crazy all of a sudden. And uh, yes, yeah, so that started happening my junior year. And to go back, the coach, you know, coach always regretted this too, and I did too because it, it, this this actually added to one of the misses. I did not redshirt, right? So I played all four years, and a lot of people redshirt their their freshman year, so they end up getting that other year. Look <laughs> <laughs> at Craig. That means you can lift me 42 times. <laughs> you, you are not 225, Craig. <laughs> well, maybe you are. We got to talk. <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh, no, no shaming. No shaming. Craig just got um, called out. <laughs> Have another cheeseburger, Craig. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh my God, I'm being roasted all of a sudden. Oh, that's funny. Um, but yeah, so all that just, just came to fruition. And I'll fast forward to, yeah, then I go from mines to sitting in the mess hall. I call it on the, the Legends team with the Jets because all these guys I had watched me growing up in high school were at the end of their careers. So on that Jets team, there was Ronnie Lott, Boomer Esiason, Art wow. Monk, uh, James Thornton from the Bears. Uh, our coach was Pete Carroll. I mean, it was just a it was a completely crazy nostalgic thing because all these I got to uh, do some scrimmaging against uh, William Perry when he was with Philadelphia and wow. Greg Romanowski and uh, yeah um, Greg Townsend. So all these just uh, these Hall of Famers and Pro Bowlers. Uh, towards the end of their career so the opportunity that i did get was pretty cool you know that's that's amazing yeah. dude yeah wow so <laughs> so you so did you you went in through the draft is that right yes yeah, so that that was a crazy day man i i uh like i said there was a lot of hype and i was on the i forgot the the name of the the people that project where you're going to go on the draft but i was a third or fourth or maybe even second let's say two to four round projected pick and the little miss that happened that year is no linemen there were no tackles that went typically because tackles get hurt a lot they are flying off the shelf during the draft linemen are going quick and that particular year if i would have redshirted right the year before the or i'm sorry the year after it would have been a completely different story bigger money and when you go in the thing about the nfl is when you go in a a higher round they invested money in you so you you get you you get sort of guaranteed opportunities to shine for a certain amount of time yeah whereas the lower you get to free agent that uh it's it's a bit it's a business dealing so you could be the best one but didn't get drafted and they have they they maybe did a they drafted some of the year before and that's what happened in my case right i actually got told that they felt i beat out the guy in front of me but they have the guy in front of me got drafted the previous year and they had more developmental dollars um, into him. So long story short, we go into this draft. Um, I'm excited again, not expecting. And I'm just, um, we were at the uh, football house at mines. I was at a, a fraternity there and, yeah. and uh, the drafts going and <laughs> no, no tackles are going right. And we're just like, and it's a second round and the third round, no linemen. And so the third round passes and, Still no linemen. And then the linemen start getting picked up in the fourth. A couple couple did or something. And uh, the draft keeps going. It's when they had seven rounds. 
and nothing was happening. And I always like to talk about this because the movies are true. You know, uh, in the fifth round or the fourth round, the Pittsburgh Steelers offensive line coach called me because I knew a lot of the players on the Steelers from CU. Yeah. And so they sort of had a personal relationship with me. And he said, we're going to pick you up in the uh, fifth round, fifth or sixth round, son. And I was like, all right. You know, like, okay, at least it's something. I'll get a shot. I know the yeah. guy's there. I'll go into a place where I know people. And, and, uh, and I mean, I'm a, I'm a diehard Steelers fan. So that, that's a, that's a good choice. So. Yeah. It, and it would have been, they, they yeah. needed, they needed me there. Right. The, like that's, yeah. they actually needed backup tackle there. Yeah. Um, but they went, uh, the fifth and sixth round passed and nothing. And then the, they did pick me up. They went with someone else on the board. Right. So they told me they were going to do it and they went with someone else on the board. And then the uh. seventh round passed. So it went from this hype to and this is and this is a lot of players experience wow because right now I'm, I'm the I'm, I'm on the alumni here i'm the vice president in vegas for the nfl alumni so i talk with the players a lot about their experiences and the draft day is just a crazy day people don't realize it but it went wow. from this hype to crickets <laughs> and i was like whoa wow. and so the agent called me right after draft and he said you know don't worry about it um we'll pick up tomorrow and I guess the Jets called after that, and they worked up a free agent contract, and a little bit of money, not big money, and uh, and uh, that that all happened. So, wow! So you yeah. did not get drafted? No, no, it was holy wasn't. moly. So big money, you know, that's a big shift, right? Yeah. And um, wow. yeah, and the little things with that opportunity kept happening, right? Like the misses, the little misses, and then the, the ultimately an injury that stopped the career before it started. So <clears throat> I I always say, you know, I played in the NFL, but I didn't get traction. I was an inactive free agent. Um, when I got there, I came up to speed very quick. And I went, I remember telling myself, oh my God, this is sort of easy for me. Because I was I was considered a big tackle, and I said I could really do this yeah. for a while and make some good money, and and it was fun, and I was beating, you know, I was uh, right in it, right in the thick of it, just moving yeah. people. And um, um, when I got released from the Jets, the coach said you're going to go to the World League, so I ended. That's uh, NFL Europe back then. Yeah. So there was yeah. a, I think I started off the Claymore, uh, Scotland Claymores, and ended up with the uh, Rheinfire, Dusseldorf Rheinfire out of Germany. Jeez. Um, and so that's when this thing started not ticking right. So I got my starting position, and I always like to say in tennis shoes because they didn't have size, they didn't have big enough shoes for me for my cleats. Um, what? <laughs> this is a, yeah, right. They didn't have a, and so there are two types of cleats there are screw in cleats, and then there are molded cleats. And uh, linemen never wear, typically never wear the screw in cleats. They're called knee busters. Right. And I just refuse to wear them because they just grab so good that when your foot slips, it's just it's just a little tweaky on your knee. So, no, I never wore them. And um, we had ordered my sharks to come in because I had been practicing in, in uh, field turf shoes with no cleats. Yeah. <laughs> and the coach that we're going into the scrimmage, he said, uh, do you mind just putting on these screw in cleats that we have? Because my shoes didn't make it there. My, my sharks, mm -hmm. the molded cleats. And I reluctantly, right, I was saying no, no, no the whole time, but it was a scrimmage coming up, and uh, I reluctantly said yes. And the first play of down, my cleat stuck, 
and my back foot slipped and I blew the MCL a hundred percent. And so that ended mm-hmm. that just as quickly as it started. And uh, so I did a little European tour and a knee brace <laughs> for so, a few weeks and then went back and rehabbed. Let me, let me ask you. So in the, in the NFL, when you were with the jets, um, were you like there during games? I mean, were you playing with the jets? Did you? Yeah. You... So, so what, how it works is you get drafted and then there's a spring camp, right? Okay. And so I'm a free agent. I did get some money. So it wasn't just a, it you know, there was some vested, uh, interest in me and, and yeah. obviously from the draft position down, and uh, but you still had to win your spot. It's very competitive. <laughs> but they, they have minimum salaries, right? Like yeah, three hundred yeah. a year or whatever it is. It was two fifty at the time. Okay. Very little now. It's a lot different. It's a, I think it's a lot different. So is it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, on all salaries, I think a I think a left tackle just it was incredible and it should have happened. Just got a hundred million dollar contract. Which was what? Incredible. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. So I was like, yes, they're finally getting paid. <laughs> but back back then it was minimum of no. 250 or whatever, right? Yeah, a lot lot smaller money. Yeah. yeah and yeah. um so you basically that, do- that's not bad for a kid coming up in Wyoming. I mean <laughs> no. <laughs> and it's weekly, right? So you're getting the weekly checks. Yeah. Um but uh so you go into a spring camp. And you're competing all the time. Yeah. I have a crazy story. I'm breaking my hand in spring camp before, like two weeks before where I didn't report it because I didn't want to be deemed a problem. So I just kept re-breaking the hand and made it through the end of camp. Anyway, we won't get it. It's it's a crazy story. Um, But I did end up making the squad for fall camp. So that's where where the preseason happens. And then what happens is you're doing a bunch of scrimmages. They're not... um, they're not the pregame scrimmage or the um, the, the pregame sprint scrimmages, but they're um, just inner squad scrimmages. Like uh, we played Philadelphia, we 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 uh, scrimmage Philadelphia and Buffalo and uh, some yeah. other teams local. Yeah, and then you go into the preseason games, and uh, that's when they start cutting down to the final roster, right? So, okay, um, I made it to the last, I believe, the last cut, um, and that's where the coach said. You did way more than we were thought you would do this year, but we have more invested in this other guy, and we're going to go ahead and keep you on. But you're going to go into the World Football League. Ah, uh, um, okay. Afterwards, so they so they they own that too. The the World Football yeah. League. Oh, it was okay. the NFL trying to introduce uh, football to the world. Got it. Right, and so I was an inactive guy, so I never made active roster with the Jets and went into the World Football League, and then they were going to bring you back around. For the following season and that's where the little things started happening and ultimately a, a yeah. shoulder surgery that just blasted it so wow yeah wow yeah. so they, they say they say the nfl stands for not for long that's the, <laughs> on, that's the ongoing joke with a lot of players because yeah, right. it's uh you know the guys that make it there's a lot of luck and skill and taking care of your body but it's all three of those things yeah right yeah. Just, uh, yeah. Be- Be- big ben like dude yeah. Like those, he... <laughs> those types of guys are just incredible. 
I, I love Ben, man, but I said for probably four years, he needs to retire, man. He's beat up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he, he just was. He didn't have you protecting his blind side, man. <laughs> right. <laughs> so 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 you um so you were in Europe. Is that where you got the, the shoulder injury and you had to so that's a that's a that's a weird story. When I was in the ninth grade, I was wrestling and uh I had broke, it was a very severe injury on my shoulder where I actually went, I've got, I went to toss someone and I fell off balance, put my hand back and it broke my shoulder right through the head of the humerus. Ah. So right through your growth plate where the ball's at and the ball rotated, right? And so nowadays they would have rotated it back and pinned it, but at the time they didn't want to get into that joint. And so they left it where it was at and let it heal like that. So the anatomy of my shoulder was always not correct. Wow. And so all this lifting and heavy, heavy workout stuff I was doing at football was just sort of grinding it away. Um, wow. But I still had functional strength. Right. And so when I did this, uh, when I had this knee injury and I was re re rehabbing with that, I went to a doctor because I was starting to lose some stability and I'm a left tackle. And I was like, I want to be 100 percent going into the season. Yeah. Like, next shot. I'm going to it's it's in. And so I went to this guy who was recommended and um, he said, I can get you to 100% or whenever someone says 100% or close to 100% runaway. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, I should have. <clears throat> he said, I'll just go in. I won't remove any bone. I'll just remove some art, whatever, just do a light scope. And it was supposed to be a 45 minute surgery, ended up being a couple hour surgery. Right. And he ended up removing these big bone spurs in there. He wasn't supposed to touch any of that. And and when he came out and I talked to him, he said, you're never going to play again. And I said, what? So you go in, you go in, I'm going to be a hundred percent. Right. And you're working all this, you blood, sweat and tears. And this guy says, you're not going to play again. I said, Oh no, no, no. But what wow. he had done, what he had done in there and the damage in some of the damage previous, um, it's physics. My strength was blasted to probably 10%. Wow. It, it was done. It was done. So I'm always I'm always grateful because I've been working with Hewlett Packard. Um, yeah. At, at the time, they were always in my corner and watching what I was doing. And I worked for them for some summers as an intern. I was very grateful for the education. I talked to kids about that all the time because I said this football can give you opportunities for you, and your education is not a small one. Take advantage right. of it. Right. right? Because right. not for long thing is most cases, and most people don't make it. And so I said, just utilize it, build your friendships, learn uh, ways to be a leader, yeah. you know, all the stuff that it teaches you and take that because that's, that's gold. Um, because of my situation, right. Um, I, right. Had, I, I got to step into working for a top company, Hewlett Packard at the time and uh, moved on, uh, you know, to be a project manager for several years. So, so. where, so you were in Europe, I'm trying to, so the day that you realized I'm no longer playing football, where were you in the I world? was I was rehabbing in Florida, um, oh. uh, Panama City Health South. Okay. So it's the big facility where football, broken football players go, go to get healed. Wow. <clears throat> at the time. And I met a lot of other players from all over the league. Yeah. Um, sort of all of us getting our injuries taken care of there. Yeah. Wow. Yes, yeah, so that so, was a that was definitely a deflator. And I never realized how much, you know, of a something like that rocks you a little bit. And even to this day, I mean, it, 
football is one of those things that just never leaves your blood. Sure. Every season, you know, when you think back to the broken bones and the three days and all that, like realistic, you go, like, okay, no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I'm good now. Right. But um, yeah. yeah, it's just, just, uh, I don't regret any of the injuries and all that and the experience sure, um, and the brotherhood and all that. You just don't get to yeah, get, get to experience stuff like that. So even right. now in this role that I got, I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. I, I was like, I was an inactive free agent and all, and these guys just really like, you know, this work that I'm doing and all that. And yeah. The business mind and voted That's me That's awesome, in. dude. Yeah. So you get, you, you are, so you permanently are out of the NFL. Um, <clears throat> you realize you're, you're, what's that? Yeah. Before it really got traction. That, yeah. And that was the thing of it. <clears> That's <throat> always been a little, a little haunting. And I don't want to get into the negatives. This is just the sure. truth. With everything. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. If it would have been hard, like it, it was tough, right. But it was very doable and I could see myself doing very well. Now, if I went there and just got, destroyed right uh and you left that's a different way but to be there when you're getting momentum that was always a you know i always yeah. call it a bittersweet experience yeah um my mom was always sort of she told me later she's i was always sort of happy you didn't <laughs> she oh. said with the, with the brain injuries and and yeah. body injuries and stuff and and i i sort of get that some of those guys are beat up, man, at the end yeah. of their short careers. Yeah. I mean, you know, what what's a, a lineman gonna make it on average? Four or five years, maybe? Oh, it's closer to two years. Is it two? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Two years. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, and you're special, excited that about that? Like what? <laughs> and then but, you have you like, know, yeah, go ahead. Everybody thinks they're gonna be different though, right? Everybody mm -hmm. thought it's going to be different for me. Well, you have the guys that are, you have the guys that are the, I'm not going to say unicorns again, because it's a lot of hard work taking care yeah. of your body and luck. Yeah. Right. Yeah. With injuries. Yeah. Like Jackie Slater was one of my, I went by the name Jackie, my childhood name. Yeah. And I, and Jackie Slater was, was a, all is, is a hall of famer. It was an all pro. I believe he's a hall of famer, but he played 20 some years as an offensive tackle. Just and he wasn't a big tackle, right? He was a smaller tackle, but just an just a phenomenal player. And, wow. and I just remember how the hell did you know how did he do that? But, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no kidding, man. So so you okay? So the day that you realized that okay, I'm I'm done. I'm not I'm not going to be in the NFL now. Um, what was that moment like for you? Because that that's kind of what this show's about like because you talk about being stuck i can see where you would be like mentally like yeah because one question i had is did you as a kid or in college did you did you have these these hopes and aspirations that one day i'm gonna be in the nfl and i'm gonna no well it's funny as a real young kid i said i wanted to be an nfl player and an engineer <laughs> like oh. when i was four or five right yeah. And so it's crazy how it happened, but football and the NFL, as I got older, was the NFL was not was not a dream of mine. Um, I was wanting to get a scholarship to pay for engineering and go to a great engineering school. I thought, looking back on it, I, I like um, uh, creative stuff a lot more. I've done some, I dabbled in acting, you know, and um, 
and some things like that and uh, marketing and I'm very good at it and I love it. And so I always wonder sometimes, but yeah, that's a, I, football was, um, was the vehicle to get me to some good schooling. And then when that all started picking up naturally and organically, yeah, I just uh, rode the wave and got more excited and made the best of the opportunity. And so when I didn't, when that thing happened with me, uh, it, like I said, it was a, probably a, a, there was a depression that I'm sure happened at the time. I was pretty deflated Yeah. Um, after doing all that and getting momentum and people saying, oh, you're going to do all, you know, all this stuff and coaches lining because you had to be voted into the world league by, by a bunch of offensive line coaches and all that. So there was a bunch of interest in me. And, um, I think that Hewlett Packard's support at the time in me helped with that transition because I didn't, I went right to something else that I could do that in, right? Like I could start that I could move right into. And and I was, it was a pretty cool role there. Um, and, uh, yeah, so that's, that, that is sort of how I dealt with it. And then, you know, the lessons you learn from it and I coach on this a lot, um, just next level, next level work. I mean, we all have, we all get stuck in our stuff, right? Yep. But if you know how to get unstuck, right? When you do falter, you can get unstuck quickly again. So yeah. you want to get better at doing it and then hopefully stay consistent. Yeah. Right. Yep. And yep. I just call it, whenever I get ready to hit it, something I say, I'm okay. It's time to NFL. That's what, you know, in my mind, it's time to NFL. And it's just a, it's a mindset. Yeah. Um, right. So anything I do with that. And it's funny when speaking and all that and doing this with you. And, uh, when I get to talk to kids or do camps or talk to audiences, events, corporations, um, I get the same juice, right? Uh, it's the only thing that's come close to, uh, without hurting, without my body taking the abuse. Right. right? So right. I get pretty excited about moving more into this and yeah, as a, as a speaker that's doing stuff. So. I've heard, I've heard, um, you know, <clears throat> I've heard stories cause I, I have other friends who've are, you know, played in the NFL and, um, and college. And I, I've heard that when you go from college to playing in the NFL, the difference in just the way they hit is is night and day like <laughs> like like yeah. it's completely different right well, i got yeah welcome to the nfl so <laughs> uh, yeah so i was just I, when i went there i was spunky i was nervous as shit and a little low yeah. you know, confidence was wavering because you there's a new environment right 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 but when someone hits me in the face i've always been one to hit back you know wow. and the coaches love that i would even the vets would take would would hit would give me their best shot i would come back at them it's a lot of fights and all that. So I was a sort of a scrap, very docile, but between the whistles, I saw red. I was just a different, just a different person. Anyway, I was going against, um, it was some one-on-one drills and this was my welcome to the NFL moment. Um, Marvin Washington was the, was the tackle and he brought on a full on, and this guy's got arms as big as his legs, right? And yeah. he's, he was close to 300 pounds of, probably a 10% body fat just so you can wow. imagine this this guy just ripped and he just ripped and and, and starter and um so one-on-one drills and he brings it he brings a full-on bull rush mm. and i stuffed the bull rush 
stuffed the bull rush and washed them out and then walked back to the huddle. <laughs> like, okay, I, you know, like this was little, I, I sprained both knees, both ankles, got iced and I was, oh yeah. And this is the first part of camp, right? And so I'm just icing every night. I didn't let it show, <laughs> oh my. But, but he brought the heat. And then there was one other time where he did get under my pads and sent me, I don't care how big you are, you get leverage, uh, you you get sent airborne. And I, I remember almost knocking myself out when my head hit the ground. So those are two big hits by Marvin. Wow. Um, the And then the other story is, is um, fast. So when you move from college levels to, so you get some guys, especially at the end, uh, the division two level, who are big and strong. Yeah. But but not big, strong, coordinated, and fast. Right. So these these guys are moving on V lines, not caring what's in their way at at superhuman speeds. Right. Wow. And um, I remember w we did a scrimmage, and I was pass blocking, and I thought I had a good game. I was like, oh, that's a good scrimmage. And we're breaking down film, and I <laughs> I look on the film, and uh, backer just blew past me, mm. and I was like. And I don't, I don't even remember him doing it because I didn't see it happen, right? That's how fast it was. And that was early on. And then, um, yeah, wow. so the speed, the speed is just off the hook and uh, yeah. something that I had to get used to. Um, and they would actually teach you, and I teach kids this now, is you don't blink. Because literally in a blink between the down, between the whistle, uh, you there's so much that happens in that blink, especially on the line. And... Uh, and so I came from that experience. I remember that going back to my school at the time. And I remember just going, oh, my God, I used to play it. Because it looked like, I don't mean to be disrespectful, but it looked like Pop Warner. You know, like yeah. after coming from the NFL back to that, and I was like, why did I just not be a man among boy, like just dominate this thing back at, wow. at Mines? And so that's the lesson I always teach is if you get the opportunity, practice with next levels. Yeah. Like I'm, I work with you, you know, you're, you're a friend and a mentor and, yeah. and, uh, the, I, I, Glenn, you know, the greats, uh, Greg, yeah. um, yeah, you want to work at those next levels. Um, so it's, you could, yeah. it, it, it's crazy how the human condition works is you don't, until you get to those next levels, you don't realize what you're capable of. Like, no, it's, it's crazy. Like, I, that's why I love this story and, and your story, man, is, you know, cause yeah. I, I watched you from when that, that first night I met you on clubhouse, when you were talking about your dad and, yeah. um, and with Glenn and I, and, and everybody else in the room and where you've come from just that day, you know, and you're, you're, yeah. you know, we're always moving up. We're always getting to the next level, man. And I, that's what I love about your story. So you get out of the NFL, um, yeah. you go to work for Hewlett Packard, um, yeah. and where did things go? I can't even believe we've been on here 50, 51 <laughs> minutes already, right. dude. That's crazy. Um, where did things go from there? I'm this blew by, by the way, I feel like we just watched a very fast NFL game. Uh, where, where <laughs> I can keep talking with you all day. Yep. No, I love it, dude. This is awesome. <laughs> but where did things go after you, um, got out of the NFL, you went through a little state of depression, I'm sure. Um, but, but where did things go for you from there? 
So yeah, that's where I, and I'm, more, I'm, I'm proud of this as well. So I graduated from School of Mines on the Dean's List with honors. Wow. Um, from that's a top tier awesome. engineering school. So I brag about the Colorado School of Mines because it was, it, its reputation lives, lives up to itself. It's uh, incredibly hard. Um, it was yeah. incredibly, so I'm very proud of the fact that I was able to do the sports and get the NFL shot and then graduate with honors from Mines. And um, I was given the opportunity to work with Hewlett Packard from manufacturing through R&D and some marketing. And then I realized I didn't, I wasn't really into engineering, being an engineer specifically, but wanted to be a project manager on right. bigger projects. And so, because then I could sort of touch all the different parts of it, funding, asking for funding, working, uh, you know, pulling together the engineering groups and the construction groups, environmental, you know, just sort of put all the pieces together to put together these really huge, cool projects. And so I did, I did that for several years um, as a project manager, and I would do some speaking stuff uh, in there as well. Um, always a coach. I always like to talk to people and help uh, wherever I can. So yeah. um, uh, I did that for 20 plus years or 25 plus years as a project manager working on uh, projects up to, two, you know, over a hundred million dollars. And then wow. um, I did some stuff for our government. Uh, one of our DOD uh, special uh, laboratories out in California. Wow. Um, that was a, some cool stories out of that. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So I did that. And then I, you know, I um, ended up uh, as a contractor putting in a administration building for Southern California Edison here. And uh, it was California. And I said, you know what, everyone's, I've always said, I want to do the speaking coaching thing full time. And, um, and I'm also an inventor. So that's the other thing that sort of keeps me, my juices flowing. I've been that my whole life and wow. I actually have some patents and all that. And that's what I'm working on now, actually. So I'm sort of not doing as much stuff as in terms of the speaking and, and the coaching aspect right now. Cause I'm, I'm actually, I received a cool patent that I'm now bringing to, um, to market parts of it and trying to figure out how to market the patent. So what, what is it? I mean, can you talk about a little bit? Oh, like I, I, yeah. I'll stay high level cause I don't want to bore your crowd. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. I can, I can nerd out big time. I call myself a jock nerd. <laughs> wow. So um, it's a, it's a, so it's a QR code method patent. And um, what's cool about it is, I got it. Well, really hold on. It. Let's let's stop right there. Craig <laughs> says, but you're an amazing speaker. Yeah. And I want to, that is my passion. You know that, Craig. You know, I just have, yeah, the whole focus. Let, let me remind you, uh, in case you weren't around when Confucius said this, um, you, Confucius Craig. said, a man who chases two rabbits catches none. <laughs> yeah that's been the story of, you know that whole focus thing man <laughs> uh, yeah, dude. yeah. Between, between me and craig we, we're gonna get you focused man so yeah. all right talk about your invention though talk about that okay high level so it's a, a method patent that i got back i there was this uh application i wrote so i worked on the specifications i worked with my attorney for many years um really close with my patent attorney and I filed it maybe in 2011. So okay. it was way ahead of its time. And I just, something just kept saying, keep this thing alive. So I would just kick it down the road um, by doing final, what you can do is just file application after application just to keep your string live back to your right. filing date. 
and because uh, something was telling me to do it, it's expensive, <laughs> but but I was doing it, and I'm glad I did because now QR codes and COVID, and there's a lot of stuff that's very applicable in that in that application. I did, re and I I finally went to receive a patent, and I got my first one, um, and then we're going to do some divisionals and continuations off that package. So, but I did get a, my first patent related to that, and so I'm working on a, a SaaS application. Um, right now with a developer that's equity. It's an equity play on that, a partner. And then, um, so I'm working on that to get a beta up and I'll, I'll give it, I'll, I'll send it over to you when it's done. Um, okay. <laughs> and then, uh, so that's got my, that's got me pretty busy. Yeah. And then, um, there's other aspects in terms of licensing. So I don't necessarily, I, uh, so I'm just starting to explore licensing opportunities and all that and working with some of my cool really successful mentors, you know, in this space, you know, the Alex Stearns and just uh, some of these guys. Love are, Alex Stern. He's, yeah, he's an awesome he's, dude. He's man. amazing. He, Love Alex. In. I mean, this guy's a, you know, a billionaire or whatnot. And he yeah. gave me an hour and he calls me up to, 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 to co help me with something. So for those that don't know who Alec is, he's the co-founder of constant contact. Yeah. He's, no, a, he's, he's amazing. He's amazing. Yeah. And when he called and then not only we talked for an hour and a half, man, he's just dropping, you know, one-on-one -on -one masterclass. So yeah. I can't say enough about the guy, but yeah, so that's got me the last few months. That's got me pretty busy and, and just sort of putting that whole thing together. And uh, now moving forward, I'm starting to pick back up speaking. Cause I look like I said, that's my passion. Yeah. Um, so I want to start doing events. So I'm looking at putting together my own event and, um, you know, I've spoke for some corporations. I want to get back into that full tilt, um, mm -hmm. start, uh, just start working the network a little bit and, and maybe some masterminding I'm, I'm getting together. I've been saying this for two years and there's some folks that are going, okay, <laughs> but, uh, it's finally coming together and, and, Good. uh, I hope to bring some of the players on, you know, from the, um, from football and that have their own businesses now. And yeah, so that's some of the stuff and write that damn book. I, I, I know you've written all these books, man. And I just can't, I'm telling, I'm not can't, you can do anything you want, but it's, it's one of those procrastination things I've got to get past. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, you know, dude, you are, um, I, you know, what I, one of the things I love about, I was telling my wife last night, I said, you're going to love this guy, his energy. I, I said, <laughs> I, at Craig's event, um, look, Craig, Craig say he's right. So at, at Craig, the VIP party after the event, I walked up and you were talking to Glenn, I think. And I said, is this guy giving you trouble, Glenn? Cause I'll whoop his ass right now. And you just laughed. You just laughed. I told my wife, I tried to push you. And you did. I was, I was laughing on the outside, but just scared, scared like a, <laughs> you don't know how scared I was on the inside. <laughs> Oh my God. You cracked me up, dude. So I, I, dude, you're, you're awesome. I've, I have a feeling there's some really, 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 really amazing things coming for you. And, and my wife said you've, you've had an incredible journey, dude. You're, you're one of my favorite humans. So, so tell, tell everybody, is it, uh, it's jacksoncrisp.com. Actually, I believe believe it or not, I got a cool domain. I'm going to start marketing. It's Jackson.coach. Is it out there? 
It's out there, man. I think it's. I, ch I checked it just briefly before we hopped on. With oh, all the, look at with that. all this noticed. <laughs> Jackson dot coach. Yeah, see if I. I don't know. You could test it for me. I'm Should, just gonna put it's it. A very, it's a very simple site, but it gets you in. It gets you in contact with me. Let's see. Let's see. Hold on. Okay. Yep. There it is. There it is. Yeah. I'm going to talk to you. About I am that. impressed with the tech, man. You just did uh, that I, real time. I was trying to share something and it was, I was like, I'm in trouble. <laughs> um, I'm going to, I'm yeah, we're going to talk about, I, you know, I've been in web development for 28 years. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but anyway, so look, I, I I appreciate the heck out of you, man. I I, I I love you. I love your energy. I love everything about you. You've got a lot of great things coming for you, Jackson. You're a good oh, dude. So love you too, man. And uh, uh, Jill, can't wait to meet you. I hear amazing things. Yeah, look, Craig, that's Craig. Craig I'm gonna I'm gonna talk you to know him what, about love this. Love you too, brother. Yeah, he's yeah. So, so Jackson, thank you for coming on today, sharing. I mean, I know it was just a little, there's so much more to you, man. It's amazing. And I, I'm, uh, I'm honored to call you a friend, man. I'm, I'm glad that you, uh, I'm, I'm you. glad, glad you were here. Yeah. My, my wife can't wait to meet you as well. So, uh, we were just at Craig's house just over the weekend. We were down there hanging out with him and Natasha and the kids and amazing and people. I, I was trying to give his son drum lessons. I'm kidding. <laughs> Holy crap. I saw that. <laughs> yeah. Jeez, dude. As, as a fan. <laughs> <laughs> yes oh my god i've had a handle fan he is that that dude is unbelievable man yeah. all of craig's kids all three of Very them are talented. unbelievably talented it's unreal i i felt so insecure around them i was yeah. like what the heck what have i done with my life anyway <laughs> So no, oh, yeah. dude, you're awesome. Thank you for being here today. Stay with me. I am going to end the live stream. Everybody that did not share this out, shame on you. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> share this out if you would, though, and 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 let everybody know about the great Jackson Crisp and and go follow him over on Jackson.coach. And and dude, thank you, man. Appreciate oh. you being here. Ken, I feel the same way, man. You're just an amazing dude, and appreciate everything you do, brother. You have one of those heart-centered. You're, you're good, good humor and heart-centered with it. I love it. That's why we pick. <laughs> I, 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 I just, I love pushing life right to the edge, like yep. you know, threatening a guy that's. <laughs> twice well, it my worked. I, like I said, inside, I was. I was very nervous. <laughs> I was nervous. Oh, my God. All right, bro. Listen, man, right. I appreciate you. Stay with me. Don't hang up. Um, I'm going to end the live stream, though. Everybody that watched, thank you. If you shared this out, thank you. I really appreciate it. And we will see you all later. Have a great week and a great weekend. We'll see you later. Thank you, Jackson. Thank you. All right, See brother. you guys.